Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Michael Mays with us. Shadow Cats, the Black Panthers of North America. Michael has been investigating sightings of both out-of-place known animals and those that may or may not exist. Michael is the owner and writer of the Texas Cryptid Hunter blog, serves on the board of directors of the North American Wood Ape Conservatory, is the author of Patty, a Sasquatch story, and also Shadow Cats, the Black Panthers of North America, as I just mentioned. Michael, welcome to the program. I appreciate it. We, we uh, are fascinated by cryptozoology, and you're right in the middle of it. How did you get rolling into this? Well, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I, I grew up kind of in the golden age of of monster programs on TV and through the 70s, uh, programs like In Search Of and mm-hmm. The Mysterious Monsters and movies like The Legend of Boggy Creek and so on. Um, my, my story in that regard is probably not too different than a lot of people who are interested in these topics, but uh, uh, most people grew out of it. I, I guess I never did, and um, I've just been fascinated by the whole thing ever since. Are we talking about something physical or something that could be a little more paranormal? Uh, well, it depends on what we're talking about, I suppose. Okay. Um, if we're talking about the uh, the black panthers, the, the large black cats, I believe they're flesh and blood animals. I think there's a biological entity or entities behind what people are, are seeing. Um, I have seen and not received any reports from any witnesses that would lead me to think there's any paranormal aspect to it, um, at least not yet. How about Bigfoot? Physical or something else? Same, same. I, I yeah. believe what we're looking at is a is a North American great ape. Um, and again, for the same reasons. I, I now there's a lot more information out there from various sources who report all kinds of weird and strange happenings, which um, which I, I don't have any explanation for. I, I wasn't there, so I would be speculating only, but. My experience, the experience of, of my fellow NAWAC members, we've not seen any kind of behaviors or experienced anything that we didn't feel could be explained now by let, normal grade eight behavior. Let's talk first about these Black Panthers. We'll talk about Bigfoot uh, in our second okay. half of the show here with you, Michael. And people are already calling to talk to you, so it's <laughs> going to be a busy night for you. But these uh, these Black Panthers now... Are, are we talking about um, small, wild, feral-type cats, or are these like the big ones that you see in Africa? Well, the, the sizes, on, they come into me, the reports, they vary a little bit um, from what I would call slightly larger than a, than a bobcat up to, you know, some witnesses have told me that they're estimating what they saw weighed close to 200 pounds. So you're talking about... That's a big cat large animals. Um, uh, that certainly limits the possibilities of what they could be. Um, and 
it brings into question whether or not everybody's seen the exact same thing. Maybe there are there are possibly multiple candidates that could explain it. Uh, if you think of the whole phenomenon as a puzzle, there might be several pieces that fit together uh, that form the whole picture, as opposed to it just being one particular animal. Now, are we talking about an animal, a creature that is roaming in North America, and primarily where? Well, the bulk of my research and the sightings that come into me, I'm, you know, I'm in Texas, and uh, that's where the bulk of, of my sightings come from, Texas, and then uh, extending outward through, I guess, what you would commonly refer to as the American South. Um, that's where most of the sightings, I've collected well over 300 accounts, wow. uh, of which about half of those I've, I've decided I've deemed those to be credible accounts. Um, the others, I, I'm not necessarily ruling those out, but there are just uh, some variables involved in the others where I feel like mistaken identity might uh, have played a part, or the, the glimpse of the animal was just so brief, they just can't really be sure of what they, they actually saw. So, But you, even weeding it out by, by 50%, um, you know, I'm left with about 150, 160 sightings that... Uh, you know, they're they're pretty convincing. Now, we're talking about a creature that is cat-like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, very big, and you would call it more of a panther than than a tiger or a leopard? Right, and, and I guess the semantics of the matter um, very much are in play here. Um, take a mountain lion, for example. Uh, it, it's, it has the most names of any cat in the world because it has the widest distribution of any cat in the world. It, it it ranges from Canada all the way down to the southern tip of South America and as such has just dozens and dozens of uh, regional nicknames, catamount, painter, puma, cougar, mountain lion, and you know, the list goes on. Um, when we're talking about these these black panthers in the south where I'm from, when someone uses the word panther, it's just understood that they're talking about a big, black, long-tailed cat. Okay. Um, May not be a panther by breed. Right, right. And, and you know, the fact of the matter is they're, they're you know, a panther is another name that is uh, uh, used to describe a mountain lion in, in a lot of parts of the world. Okay. Um, but in the south where I'm from, when somebody, you know, Somebody says panther. They're talking about a, a big black cat, and there's not a better illustration of it than the, the Carolina Panthers NFL team, uh, their logo on their helmet. You know, it just says panthers. They're not called the Black Panthers. They're called the Carolina Panthers. But what does their mascot look like? It's a snarling big black cat, and that's that's pretty uh, typical of what a Southerner thinks of when they hear that word panther. Melanism is a dark-skinned uh, hair condition uh, that afflicts people and animals. Might these creatures have that? It would appear so, uh, yes, sir. Um, and uh, melanism is something that occurs in 17 of the world's known cat species, uh, most of which are spotted or striped or, or, or the species in which it occurs. For example, African lions, which are not spotted or striped, are not known to exhibit melanism. 
neither are mountain lions. Uh, they're a solid color. They don't have those features. Um, in North America, the only cat of significant size that exhibits melanism on occasion is the jaguar, um, which certainly fits the profile for a lot of these sightings as far as uh, appearance and size. Um, it's thought that less than 10% of the jaguar population exhibits melanism. But uh, an interesting thing about it is the trait, the, it, it, you know, melanism is caused by a mutation in the um, alleles or the genes responsible for coat color, and it's a dominant trait in jaguars. Um, so if a, a cat that is carrying that, that gene mates with a normally spotted jaguar... They'll dominate, won't they? The, the, yes, sir. The, the dominant gene will exert itself, and you're going to have black uh, melanistic uh, cubs. So one theory that's out there that I think makes a lot of sense is that there's a, a population of jaguar in North America, and some of those individuals, at least to start with, were carrying that melanism gene. And they, through loss of habitat, through uh, fragmentation of habitat, they've kind of lost contact with the larger population down in Mexico, Central America, which has limited their, their breeding stock. And so uh, with it being a dominant trait um, with a limited uh, amount of breeding partners, it's not going to be long before melanism is all but fixated in that population. If most people, Michael, were, you know, camping or walking through the forests and the woods and they saw one of these creatures, I would guess they would freak out, wouldn't they? Probably. I, I don't think that the the uh, reaction would be too different than just seeing a, a standard colored mountain lion. Has anybody uh, been attacked by these creatures? Well, yeah, there are some, some oh, interesting boy. reports, uh, most of them historical in nature. One of them is very recent. Um, uh, some of these I go into in the book a little bit, give a little historical background. One account is from September of 1881. There were two loggers in East Texas near uh, present-day Lumberton, Texas, and they were walking along a railroad track, and according to them, two of these black panthers came out of the woods and and tried to get after them, and they were able to uh, beat them off with some uh, some big branches that they picked up, uh, but this went on for about 30 minutes, and they suffered some pretty nasty gashes and wounds on their lower extremities. Um, and in the June 1st, 1874 edition of the Galveston Weekly newspaper, uh, an account was published about uh, a mule skinner who was driving his team uh, near Delta, uh, Louisiana, small village there, yeah. in, uh, Madison Parish. And uh, he had left his camp and uh, with his mule team, and uh, about 15 minutes later, the the mules and the wagon came back, but he was nowhere in sight. And so the guy, the guys in camp, went to look for him, and they found him just up the road and had one of these big black cats standing over him, basically feeding on him. Ugh. So that's a that's a. So they will attack. Well, you know, I th- I don't think in that regard they would be different than any other predatory animal right. that are opportunistic. I, I would not think they're overly aggressive or we'd have found them by now. Um, uh, animals that 
are like that. You know, they present themselves often. And, uh, and might get shot. And exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of the example I always kind of refer back to is why the population of black bear versus grizzly bear is there's such a disparity there. And right. The difference is black bears survive because 99% of the time they run away or they climb a tree when they encounter humans. Or they're hiding. Or they're hiding. Whereas a grizzly bear is going to stand and fight. And so as a result, they, they got shot. They almost got wiped out while the black bears thrive. So I think uh, if they had been aggressive in that manner on a, any kind of regular basis, you know, this would not be a mystery anymore. How often are these cats sighted? Well, I get two to three reports a week That's a lot. Uh, via email from, from different folks who, who read the blog and... Uh, um, now, sometimes they are not of a recent sighting. Sometimes they are, are folks who want to tell me about something that, that happened to them 10 years ago, 20 years ago when they were a kid, things like that. But uh, I get at least two or three reports a week. Um, and uh, it, it really surprised me. When, when I started writing the blog, you know, I, just, I have kind of a wide variety of interest in, in kind of mystery animals sure. and things of that nature. And I really thought that kind of the typical usual suspects would be what people would want to hear about the most. You know, the Bigfoots, the uh, Loch Ness Monsters, the Chupacabras, you know, all that kind of stuff. Which I, you know, which I have an interest in all of that. But um, I published a post on Black Panthers at one point, and my inbox just exploded and it has become and it hasn't really stopped since and it it has become far and away the most popular topic on the blog why do you think that is i think more people have seen them i I then have seen some of these other uh mystery creatures um it's um it's an animal that when where i grew up in east texas um it was just everybody just knew they were real um, now, they weren't considered common by any means, but they were not considered anything that was just way out of left field either. Everybody knew you had coyotes out there, you had the occasional mountain lion, you had the occasional panther, the black panther, and, uh, and you know, all the other critters, you know, that live in the bottoms and in the woods. And it was just accepted. Nobody thought anything about it. And um, I was actually in my 30s before I realized uh, that science didn't recognize the existence of such an animal. And um, I just couldn't believe that, you know. And I, uh, when I tell people back home that now, that they're ready to fight, you know. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're upset. You know, you're, you're impugning their honor. You're, you're insulting them. You're, you're, you're calling me a liar. I know, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and all of them have seen one or know someone who has, and I think it's just a more common experience, and I think that's that's the reason for the popularity. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.